and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leia. And before I get into today's solo episode, today's solo topic, I first wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who listened to last week's episode. Um, Sharing last week's episode marked a big moment for me in my healing journey and my healing process. And I just really wanted to say thank you if you received that episode and just the power of sharing your story is so immense. I needed to share that story even after, you know, 10, 15 years have passed since that event took place and what I talked about in that episode. And it's taken me 10, 15 years to process that and to feel at a point where it's it's ready to see the light, shed some light on it and share it. And it's, you know, the the behind the scenes of what it's taken to be able to come to that point to be able to even share that is immense and so i'm just taking a moment to really be proud of myself for sharing that because even as as i posted it i you know was feeling my heart beating i was feeling my hands feel a little sweaty like i was feeling that visceral response of fear in the body of when you share something that is scary or shameful or taboo or um yeah all of those feelings and emotions that go into that and some of the messages that i received were just so heartwarming and reminded me of why we share our stories and just wanted to say thank you if you reached out it really meant so much more to me than you know and i really did it for the little girl inside of me who felt like she couldn't tell anyone at the time and so to be able to share it so publicly on my podcast with all of you and to have you listen and receive it so beautifully really 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 just meant so 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 much to me so i wanted to start off this episode with just saying thank you and if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to last week's episode yet I really encourage you to do so it is such a gift to be able to not only tell parts of my story but to have you receive it as well so just wanted to say that and today we're going to be diving into a totally separate topic but this is a topic that people continuously reach out to me about wanting to know more about and that is all about self-publishing and the reason why I want to talk about this today is because, like I said, I've, I've had people reach out to me throughout the years because maybe you don't know this if you're new to this podcast and if you've been listening for a long time, then you might know this already. But in September of 2018, so about four years ago now, I self-published a book of poetry called Mermaid Musings, Stories of Sea, Sex, and Spirituality. And I self-published that 
all on my own through Amazon and was able to self-publish a book out into the world that now lives on my bookshelf, lives on people's homes throughout the world. Sometimes I go to my friends' houses and I see my book on their shelf and it just makes me so happy. And over the years, ever since I've published, Ever since I've self-published, I've gotten a lot of questions from different people, different clients reaching out to ask me how, how I did it, how how do you self-publish? Which I think is so beautiful because I think the gift of self-publishing, there's so many gifts to self-publishing. So in this episode, I wanna talk about my experience with self-publishing, how I self-publish, the gifts of self-publishing, why you might wanna self-publish versus going the traditional route of publishing, and really just talk about my personal experience with it. And in, you know, if you are interested in this topic, if you've ever had a book or anything that you wanna self-publish out into the world, then this is the episode for you. And then I thought it would be really, really fun um, to share a couple of the poems from my book, Mermaid Musings, which is so fun because I've never shared that on the podcast before. So this will be a really fun one and let's get into it. So I wanna tell you the the story of why I decided to self-publish, where that inspiration came from, and what that looked like, what that process looked like for me. So I, ever since I was little, when I was really little, when I was like seven or eight years old, I wanted to be an author. I remember that was like the first, the first job that I dreamed of. I quickly switched later to be an actor and wanting to be an actor was like my childhood dream. But really what what my first childhood dream was when I was around six, seven or eight, I wanted to be an author. And I actually shared in last week's episode that I learned how to read when I was four, which is a really young age. I was homeschooled up until sixth grade. So I had a lot of time on my hands to read. And I shared again in last week's episode about how reading was a way of escape for me. It was a way of of diving into a different reality and immersing myself into a new world. So I loved reading. I loved reading all kinds of books, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, all kinds of things. So I always loved reading. And I remember when I was like seven or eight, I wrote a story for this newsletter. It was like a homeschooler's newsletter and it was called The Funny Dragon. I don't even remember what it was about at this point, but I remember the title was called The Funny Dragon. And I submitted this this story into this newsletter and it was published. And that was like my first experience self-publishing anything. And I remember my picture was in the newsletter and I, I was eight years old at the time, I think. And so that was a really beautiful experience. And then later in life, like I said, I got more into theater and acting and performing. And so I kind of, you know, le- left my dreams of being an author and, and didn't think about it as much. And then when I was in college, I took um, a poetry class. It was like we could take, you know, an English class and then something else. And I took poetry and poetry for me was always the way that I loved to express my thoughts, my innermost feelings. And I loved poetry because poetry, for me, it felt like there was no rules in poetry. Poetry felt like this like free form style of writing where I could really just, you know, a word could be a poem, a sentence could be a poem, a feeling or a thought or a moment could be a poem. And as I've written poetry over the over the you know last 10 years or however long, mostly throughout my life. But I think what I love poetry so much is that it can really be about the present moment. 
It can be about a specific singular moment. It can be about a specific singular feeling. And there's just so much richness to be derived from poetry. So I was writing poetry like all throughout high school, probably like middle and high school, just for myself as a way to express my innermost thoughts and feelings. And in college, when I took this poetry class, one of our assignments was to keep a journal just dedicated to poetry. And, and you know, you could journal every day and write a poem every day or whatever that was. So I remember I took this class and it really inspired me because it allowed me to see the world with new eyes. It allowed me to think about my life differently and and kind of see everything as writing material. So I started writing a lot of poetry in college um, because I had to keep this journal and every week we would meet and we would read our poems to each other and we would workshop different poems and I just fell in love with this art form and I actually wanted to pursue like creative writing poetry minor, which was only like four classes but I only took like three of them. I couldn't take that last final class because I was also pursuing the musical theater degree and some of the classes conflicted. So I was never actually able to take that last class. But in my heart, I feel like I minored in poetry and creative writing. And so I share this because I think that class like really sparked my love affair with poetry and and expressing my thoughts in poetry and really just writing poetry regularly. That was like one of my creative practices. And so I realized that I had been writing poems for years and years and years. And every time I would travel, I would also write poetry. And I love to write poetry about the places that I was in. And even when I was traveling, just sitting down and observing my surroundings and writing about what it felt like and what it tasted like and what it smelled like and really getting all of those juicy senses into the words. And so I had just been keeping journals throughout the years of of all these poems. And so there came a point in around 2017, 2018, after I had graduated college, and I wanted to share my writing with the world. I wanted to have, you know, an anthology of my experiences and my expressions in a book. And I didn't know how to do that. I, you know, you like when I think about the world of of professional artists, of professional writers, of professional poets, what comes to mind is this idea of gatekeepers. And, you know, this idea of, well, how do you even get published in the world? Like, you need someone to tell you, like, hey, this is good enough to get to get published. And you hear all those stories of writers sending their manuscripts or their ideas to editors and, you know, getting shut down. I think JK Rowling has that story where she reached out to however many publishers and she got denied by everyone. And then finally, like someone took a chance on her years later. But you hear those stories and that was just never the route that I wanted to go because I didn't want someone to gatekeep my art. I didn't want someone to gatekeep my soul. I mean, this is a big reason why I stopped pursuing acting and theater as a professional theater actress, which is what I studied in school and which is what I have the training for most of my life is because I I really do not like that idea of gatekeeping of someone telling you, hey, this is good enough to be seen. And so that was really, that feeling was really the reason why I looked into the self-publishing route because all my soul wanted, all my, you know, all my heart's desire was that I wanted to see my words on a page in a book that I could put on a shelf. Like I wanted to see my name in print. And 
if I could make that happen, why wouldn't I? And so that was kind of the thought process going into it of, yeah, that's what I want. And if I can make it happen, why, why, why couldn't, why shouldn't I? Um, and so I know a lot of people when they come and ask me about how I self-published, that's really the the answer. It's it's because I wanted to, and and I wish I had like a, a better answer, I guess. But I think that's a that's a good enough answer for now. Simply because I I wanted to, I wanted to see my my words on the page, and I wanted to be able to share that with other people. And I will say that again, we'll get into the gifts of self-publishing a little bit later, but the gifts have been tremendous. And four years later, I'm talking about this this little book that I have in my hands that I wrote, and it's just such a sweet thing to reflect on. So like I said, when people reach out to me about, you know, how do you know if you should do traditional publishing or if you should self-publish? I think that's really a personal choice. If you want to go the route of traditional publishing, I think there is a lot more uh, gatekeeping that happens and a lot more trial and error and a lot more, you know, finding the right people to connect with. Because I don't have experience in traditional publishing, I can't really speak to that. I do know that my sister, so my sister has published two best-selling books on crystals. She is Goldie Rocks um, on Instagram. Instagram, if you know her, and she's published uh, the best-selling guide to crystals that like has sold millions and millions of copies all over the world. And I know that the royalties from her book pays her rent and pays her bills. So even though she published that book maybe five years ago at this point, it's still paying the bills. And that's like, I think that's an anomaly in the publishing world. I think a lot of what I hear from writers and and from people who publish their books in the traditional route is that they really don't make a lot of money from their book. The book can kind of serve more as like a marketing tool um, or as an entryway into their work for people to find. So that's just kind of what I've heard. And I know that my sister got her book deal because she had an Instagram following and she was in a very specific niche and a publisher just reached out to her and uh, wanted her to do this book. So I mean, I'm like, wow, I wish that would happen to me. That hasn't happened yet, but manifesting that to happen to me at some point because I do have so many ideas for books that I want to write down the line. But back to self-publishing. Yeah, so if, you know, it, kind of that decision of whether, you know, which route to go by, I, th- I think really listen to your intu- intuition. But if you want to just follow that call and really just see your soul's work into the world, you have the ability to make that happen. And with the way that our world is, with the way that technology is, you absolutely have the power and the control to be able to manifest that desire into reality. So that's just some inspiration for you that you can absolutely publish your book. Um, so yeah, so the process for, for self-publishing my book, like I said, that was kind of my decision to go the self-publishing route. I really just, I really just wanted to, to, have my, to have my book out there. And so what I started to do was gather all of the poems that I had written over several years. Like I mentioned, I had been writing poetry just as a like daily practice, weekly practice, monthly practice, whenever I was inspired to and would just write those down in the notes on my phone, write those down in different journals that I kept. I had so many different journals that I had taken with me traveling and had written poetry there when I was like sitting at a coffee shop and observing the world around me or walking around the streets of Portugal or Dublin or India or Scotland. So I kind of just started to gather some of the poems I had written in the past and take take the ones that I liked and put those all into a Word document. And 
there was really no like <laughs> I, I didn't know like if if I should have a theme for my poetry book if there was going to be like this through line or this storyline but again what I love so much about poetry is that the poem you know one poem can be the thing right one poem can represent a moment a feeling a, a period of your life and so I kind of loved this this format of just kind of randomness. I've always loved like random formats. I love like stream of consciousness writing. And I love even reading stream of consciousness writing because it's a way to access that inner world so directly. And for me to be able to read what your inner world is feeling, I think is just so cool. And so I kind of formatted my poetry book in that way. I uh, just gathered all these different poems. I wrote new poems. I was still writing poems at the time. Yeah, after I had gathered all of my poems, I started to, I, I remember I printed all of them out and I kind of laid them all on the floor and really decided the order of the poems, the order of the poems that I wanted to. And naturally, themes and similar stories kind of emerged from these poems. And that's kind of where I got the tagline, stories of sea, sex, and spirituality, because those are my three favorite things, or at the time they were my three favorite things, they still are. But I really found like the, you know, what my poems were about, which is really about universal consciousness, about the present moment, at the time was about female empowerment and connection. And so the sea, sex, and spirituality all kind of encapsulated those themes. So after I had kind of figured out the uh, flow of the book, I put it all together in a Word document. And I remember I titled everything. I had to make a title page. I had to, you know, you know, do the page numbers, all of that. And so then it was really about finding the right platform for self-publishing. And honestly, when people ask me about self-publishing, I think it, it sounds so daunting, but really it was the easiest process in the world. It simply was Googling how to self-publish and following the steps. So I found through Amazon, they had a platform called Create Space. It's now transitioned over to something called Amazon KDP, which stands for Kindle Direct Publishing. But it's essentially a self-publishing platform and they have guides on there on how to self-publish. Essentially, it is as easy as uploading a PDF. And when I tell people that, they're like, wait, what? There not there so much that goes into it? And it's like, yes or no. It's all up to you on, on how much you know goes into it but truly as simple as uploading a pdf they have guides on their website on you know formatting your pdf um and also submitting a cover uh, a cover page and the um book jacket you know kind of stuff so that was really simple like i said i i had gathered them all into a pdf i uploaded it to the platform i did my research on cover art and had bought like i think i had just bought like a like a royalty um, photo online from like Shutterstock or something, one of those uh, photo platforms. So I had bought a photo that I liked as the book cover. I designed it all myself, uh, which is so sweet to look back on. And so yeah, you designed the front page, you even designed the, I don't know what it's called, like the book spine on the outside of the spine. Uh, you designed that and then the back too. And I think there was a couple things on there about copyright, which I totally didn't understand. I didn't hire a lawyer or anything like that. But all I really put on the po on the poetry book just to cover my bases was putting that little copyright saying all rights reserved by me, my name, Leia Van Doren. 
So honestly, that was the process. And I remember like once you submit your PDF, it took maybe about a week or two for them to approve it. And then you are able to set your own price and and then have it on Amazon and people can buy it through Amazon. They can buy a physical copy and also the Kindle version, the e, the e-reader version. And I'll get into some of those like logistics just, you know, because I think it's helpful to hear that behind the scenes process. Like I said, you could set your own price. And I remember I priced it at $15, which I think is a little pricey for someone's first poetry book. When I did the math, I think I got around $7 per book that people got. I I could also order my own books for around $2 a book. So that was like another thing that you could do if you were looking to make money or or make money for your art, which you absolutely should do if that's something you desire. For me, it really was not about the money and it was more about, again, just like getting my soul onto a page and having it in a book. So that's kind of like the very simple, basic behind the scenes process of what it took to physically um, self-publish the book. But of course, there's so many different things that go into it. You know, the the fears that come up when you're putting your voice out into the world, the confidence that it might that it might take in order to kind of push you over the edge. The um, I want to say the word discipline, but I I don't like the word discipline. I want to use the word devotion. The devotion that it takes to you know really commit to a project and to have it come through. I think that is something. You know, as I think of all these book ideas that I have down the line, I think what it takes is a lot of devotion every day, showing up to your book, of writing your book. Because my book was a collection of poems, they were poems that I had written over the years. So it's not like I had to sit down and write the book. The book was already written. It was more about gathering the the, the material that I wanted to put in the book and and really thinking of it in that creative process way and, and allowing it to unfold as it as it bloomed and blossomed and until it became a a real poetry book with over, let's see, I have my book with me right here. How many poems do I have? There are, oh my gosh, there are 123 poems in this little book and it's about 123 pages, but it, it looks a lot smaller than that because again, poems, poems can be short and sweet or they can be long, whatever you want them to be. So that's a little bit about the behind the scenes. As far as I don't know what else would go into self-publishing. I think I think again people struggle with like that that voice of fear and I think this is where I want to talk about the gifts of self-publishing because when I self-published my book there wasn't a lot of marketing that I did for it and I think part of that comes from my own fear of being seen of really, you know, getting it into as many hands as possible. I again really just wanted to do this for myself and so I remember friends, I, you know, I posted it on all my social networks. I remember I held a little poetry full moon circle where I read some poems for friends under the full moon. But it was really, again, about about me and this desire to share, which I realize is is a lot of what my art is is like. And, and I think there is that piece, that marketing piece. You know, if you want millions of people to read your book, I think there's a lot more that goes into that. And that's kind of all up to you. And I think there's so many different ways if you want to write a book and, and you want to publish a book. And there's so many different ways that you can find an audience for it. 
either whether that's friends or family or you know strangers that you want to connect with so as far as the marketing of it i think there's so many different things that you could do to get your book out there you could post it on social media if you have you know you could build a social media following you could host little events in your town you could do a reading at the local bookstore at the local library there's so many different avenues of of things that you could do it's really all up to you and and to you know how you want to get these words to touch people. So I will say, what are some gifts of self-publishing? Well, like I said at the beginning, again, not having like this gatekeeping in your art, you know, if you want to put something out there, you absolutely have the power to do so. So that's one gift. And there were so many unexpected gifts that came along the way. I think having people read your writing in such a, you know, especially because poetry for me is such a vulnerable expression, having people read your writing. I remember like I wrote poems about my family. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote poems about my ex-boyfriends. I even wrote a poem about Paxton, which is really funny because I was writing this book when we had first met in 2018. So there's a couple poems about him in there which is so sweet to look back on. And I think that is one of the biggest gifts of self-publishing that now I have this like living record of who I was four years ago and who I was over the past couple years when I had been writing these poems and just the different ways that I have changed and also stayed the same. Because so much of what I write about is about you know spirituality and presence and consciousness and my perspective on those topics have all changed in the last four years because of newer life experiences because of deeper understandings of who I am as a human as an and as an artist and really as I have continued to peel back the layers of my soul and of myself and of my life you really get closer and closer to who you really are so I think it's such a sweet sweet gift to have this book it's like so so sacred to have this book where I can pick up off the shelf and be inspired by the past version of myself and really give love to this girl who was brave enough to put her voice out into the world. So I really think that there are so many gifts that like I can I can't even mention all the gifts that it is to self-publish but really that's the biggest one to really just have something in the physical form and to know that I you know made a soul desire of mine into a physical reality I I created this this is my book this is my thoughts these are my you know this is my soul so that is such a beautiful gift and now I want to get into some of the poems from this beautiful little book, Mermaid Musings, Stories of Sea, Sex, and Spirituality. I'm going to start with the first poem of the book. It's called Intro. Wild and fierce, sensual and free, this is the tale of the mermaid who lived above sea. And let's see, this is a poem that I wrote while I was sitting on the beach eating a sandwich and it's called Thoughts While Eating a Sandwich. We shovel in experiences faster than we can process them, consuming at lightning speed. What happens when we pause and take a moment to simply experience one thing at a time? One sensation to savor the taste of life, which is sometimes taught by eating a sandwich. There is a world of flavor living in the two slices of toasted wheat bread, the mixture of the tangy mustard and sweet mayo. 
the juiciness of a thinly sliced tomato, each seed bursting alive with nourishment, the crispy, leafy spinach next to slices of slightly smoked turkey, all wonderfully put together with each single bite. Sometimes you get a glimpse of enlightenment when you're eating a sandwich. All it took was taking the time to chew. I'll share another one. It's called Afternoon Tea at 11 a.m. on a Sunday in Scotland. Afternoon Tea at 11 a.m. on a Sunday when the city is slowly waking up. Warm scones spread with clotted cream and fresh jam are mouthwateringly good, paired with a selection of the most delightfully descriptions of tea. A blend of Indian Assam and Ceylon orange pico black leaf with the blue flower, or jam in a cup, rosehip, apple pieces, strawberry, and hibiscus petals, a truly fruity flavor. I want to know which blue flower. Across from me is an old man from Sweden. We made conversation as two strangers alone in a restaurant do, and I learned that he spent a month in the Highlands. There is a colorful array of pens on his table. I am journaling and writing poetry while he sketches pots of hot tea beside us. Our art keeps us company so we don't look so alone. Here's another one. It's called What an Artist Is. Biology is the study of life. Psychology is the study of the mind. Sociology is the study of behavior. Anthropology is the study of society. Life, mind, behavior, and society make up the human condition. Therefore, I am both biologist and psychologist, sociologist and anthropologist, for an artist is one who combines all studies of life and creates something beautiful. Here's another one called Ancestry. It's about my grandmothers. Ancestry. My lineage of women is handed down to me through stories and stained glass windows. My father's mother lived in the same town her entire life, typical affluent East Coast. Her brother went to Yale and sister to Vassar. By the time she was ready, her father had gone to prison and didn't have any money for her education. Only ever been with one man, married for 50 years until he died. Her mother lived until she was 100. She stands strong at 93, always dressed to perfection, even if she spends the entire day in the same kitchen she's cooked expired food in for the past 70 years and watches the news, praying to stay alive just long enough to see my brother graduate from college and Trump to leave office. My mother's mother lives in Moscow. Memories of her sprinkle throughout my childhood as she would come every six years for weeks at a time, bringing bitter, dark chocolate and fairy tales about firebirds. She doesn't speak English and I know Russian, so we communicate through food. Steaming bowls of buttery pilmani she spent all day making or cabbage and potato piroshki. I speak all the Russian I know to her. Privyet kaktila. Hello, how are you? Yahachu yest. I want food. Yati bialublu. I love you. My mother hid Russian away from us in hopes that if we didn't learn the language, it meant that we would never visit the country she risked her life to leave. Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> it's so fun reading these to you. I'm going to read just like two more. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, this is called Universal Love. Tonight I made love to the universe. 
I walked out underneath her dusty peach sky and felt her lapping at my feet, kissing me, teasing me. I felt my own thighs and hips moving to her rhythm. I dove in head first, her gentle chill radiating throughout my body, sending tingles from my spine to my nipples. Heartbeat rose rapidly as adrenaline pumped in my chest, exhilarated. I laid my palms on her and felt her earth all over my body. I picked her up and rubbed her, allowing her to touch, to exfoliate every inch of me. We danced with each other, exploring our elements. When it was time, I lay underneath her palms and rolled around, making sure every last bit of me felt her beneath me. I peacefully glanced at her stars and whispered, thank you, universe, for making love to me. Thank you, universe, for making love to me over and over until I saw her take me to heaven. She made me feel sensual and I became the most beautiful version of myself. I fell in love with all of my molecules and all of her atoms. So thank you for joining me for my little impromptu poetry reading. It's, I mean, I, you should see my face right now. It's like I have this beaming smile on my face and just this reverence and this awe for the person that I was to be able to publish this poetry and to be able to share that with you today. And, you know, I, I, I feel like I don't even share about my poetry book often because again, I feel like it represents a different version of me. I feel like I'm, I'm, the, I'm not a, the same person that I was when I wrote these poems, but I still find so much resonance and meaning and lessons in them. And I think it's so beautiful to be able to look back on what I was thinking about back then and what I was feeling and just that, that stage of the, the journey that I was in, the evolution of that journey that I was in. And to be able to reflect on that is such a powerful gift. And so Oh my gosh, this has been so fun. Like I said, I have, I've had so many people come to me throughout the years with questions on and so if you have any questions, if you if you have any questions that I didn't answer or you want to know more about, especially on that piece of even even having the confidence to be able to do so, if, if you feel this calling in your heart to see your words on a page, whether that's a collection of journal entries or a collection of poems or a collection of essays or a collection of personal stories or a memoir or anything like that, please reach out to me. I would love to talk with you. I know in, in some of our past writing groups that I held, one of the dear girls, Julia, she collected all of the writings that she had been doing during the time of our class and during, you know, things that had been inspired by the prompts from our class. And she self-published a poetry book, which is out into the world. And I think it's just such a beautiful gift that you can give to yourself and to your artist when you really take yourself seriously and share in, in share your words and your voice in a book. It's such a special feeling and don't let the idea of, you know, you have to go the traditional publishing route or you have to have an agent or a manager or any of those things gatekeep you from having that experience. And I'm just so grateful to my younger self for having the courage to put her voice out into the world and to have this book. So I am going to leave the link to my book below if you want to check it out and read some more of the poems. There's a lot of really fun ones in there. I laugh at myself reading these, but again, that's Mermaid Musings, Stories of Sea, Sex, and Spirituality. It's available on Amazon still, and I still get like royalty payments every now and then. Very slow, but yeah, every now and then I will see like a deposit in my account of $7, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, someone bought my book. So that's such a beautiful feeling too. 
So I'll leave the book link there. And then, yeah, please reach out to me if you have any more questions about self-publishing. I actually have been thinking about starting a workshop or a new course um, called From Soul to Self-Published and really taking you through the process of self-publishing your own book so you can kind of have this own experience and instead of just hearing about it, you can really feel it and have that experience of having your book and your voice out into the world in whatever way feels right to you. So if you're interested in hearing more about that, please let me know. And yeah, that, I think that's going to be coming down the line at some point because I think that would be really valuable for people who want to self-publish but don't know where to start or need that community and that that accountability to really make it happen. So yeah, let me know if you're interested in any of that. But again, thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review. It takes about just a minute or two on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And it really helps not only more people find the show and gain some inspiration and insight from it, but also it really helps me as a creator to know that there are people out there listening. And I just so appreciate if you took that time because it really, really helps. And as I think about the future of this podcast, where I want to take this podcast, I really just want to keep going. And the way that you can support me and keep going is really by leaving a rating and review. That really means the world. So thank you for doing that in advance. And let me know if you have any questions. You can always reach me on Instagram at Leah Van Doren or email me leahvandoren at gmail.com. I am always so happy to start a conversation with you, especially if you want to see your words and your voice out into the world, or if you have an inkling or just that that inner calling and you're not really sure what it's going to be yet, or what it's going to look like yet. I think that is the most exciting time because that is that fertile ground where your creative dreams can blossom and grow. So again, thank you for being here and I will catch you all next week. In that